Want to take a minute to remind you all about the fragile state of our US dollar, the current world reserve currency, but how will it be for so long? I think we're in for a tough year and Biden's printing and spending, we've seen everything that's coming out of the Fed, understand what it means for you. It could be catastrophic for the US dollar and for the entire market. Now, we patriots know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic and it is about to get worse. And that is why that I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. The only company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold or silver, have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold, gold IRAs, because they care and they want to build a long-term kit with you. Allegiance Gold has the highest priority from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink. They are AAA rated with the Better Business Bureau and the Consumer Protection Alliance. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that I sent you. So do not wait. Click today. Go to the site. Remember, stop talking. Take action. Go to AllegianceGold.com slash POSO. We cannot control the Biden administration. We cannot control the Fed, but we can prepare. So you go to AllegianceGold.com slash POSO. Take action. There comes a time to stop talking and take action. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. Ladies and gentlemen, thank God, because I am here to say to you now once and for all that Ukraine has miraculously, yes, it's true, miraculously survived February 16th. Russia apparently forgot to invade. We'll break it down next. An FDA officer reveals vaccine plans on Project Veritas tape. Third, the Ottawa police chief has abruptly resigned and a new poll has come out saying that American voters overwhelmingly support the truckers. And finally, very disturbing story, but Alec Baldwin's victim's family has released a recreation of the Alec Baldwin shooting along with a new lawsuit of the actor. All this and more head, Human Events Daily. Wednesday morning, February 16th, year of our Lord, 2022. We were told by the intelligence community, by the Biden administration, by CNN, that today we were going to see a massive invasion of Ukraine. We were told that the tanks would be rolling across the border, that Kiev would fall within 24 to 48 hours. We were told that aerial bombardments We're going to be coming on strategic infrastructure. The aerial bombardment of Kiev was to take place. But somehow, by by some miracle, by an angel of God, perhaps the Archangel Michael himself, has come down to spare Ukraine and allow them to miraculously survive February 16th. In fact, even President Zelensky had declared today, February 16th, to be a day of national unity in Ukraine. But I do like to show you, I would like to show you some images that we've received from Kharkiv, which is the largest city on the Ukrainian border with Russia. These are disturbing images. They are not for small eyes. So if you have children or uh, childish adults in the room, please avert your gaze, pause, ask them to leave before you watch this. Take a look. I know, I know that's hard to look at. People freely 
sliding around on ice with metal blades attached to their feet while popular music is playing over some sort of loudspeaker system. Uh, it's, it's hard to understand, you know, sitting as we are thousands of miles away from Ukraine, the, the gravity of these images and to be able to put them in proper context of the historiography of Ukraine, the region, Eastern Europe, the former Kievan Rus Republic, we really need to understand the deep, deep context of what's going on here. All right, seriously, this entire thing has been going on since December. I actually looked it up. Biden has been saying, President Biden has been saying since December that an invasion is imminent. How long is this gonna go on? How long are we gonna to be told about this? And now look, I've said before, all right, and I think we see what's going on here. They want concessions. They want a deal. They probably want diplomatic recognition of Crimea and the breakaway Eastern republics. We've said it so many times that I'm starting to get blue in the face talking about this stuff. The people who told you that there was going to be a massive aerial bombardment of Kiev today, right? It's kind of like predicting that the economy is going to crash, right? So if you predict the economy is going to crash and you're right, you get all the accolades. They say, boom, that guy was right. That was right on the money. This is the person going to him for all your stock tips. That's the guy that everybody needs to pay attention to. Give him all of the money. But if you're wrong, nobody cares. If you're wrong, then you come up with some, some explanation. Oh, we were, you know, we were saved at the last minute. Um, I remember when I was little, and they had this thing called Weekly World News. Do you guys remember Weekly World News? Anybody out there uh, remember this? It was like that little, you know, supermarket checkout line, and they had like Bat Boy and, and all this crazy stuff. When they predicted, I remember it was back in the 90s, that the world was going to end on a specific date. I don't remember the exact date. Let's say it was May 15th. May 15th, 1995. The world is going to end on this specific date. Whoa, pretty specific, pretty big bombshell. What are you going to do? And so the world obviously didn't end on May 15th, 1995. And so I remember thinking, huh, well, how are they going to update this now? Because the world clearly hasn't ended. What are we going to do? And it was, it was a stroke of beauty. <laughs> they said, we were saved at the last minute. The world was saved at the last minute by Bat Boy. Bat Boy was able to come in, save the world, save all of us. And thank God for Bat Boy's heroic sacrifice. He is a true hero. Mark my words, President Biden very soon is going to come out and like Bat Boy, claim credit for saving the world from Russia and COVID and the truckers and QAnon and everything else out there that he's claimed is some kind of insane threat. These people are lying to you. Stop trusting them. Never go back to them again. They're making it up. When you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back at you. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. You don't have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet because they don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. Why do they need the third one? Well, the same reason um, that you or I would need the third one, because the, the vaccine, um, it means mm -hmm. 
um, your ability to fight it wanes, so the three will bolster your, your system. And then there will be an annual, um, eventually an annual, just like the flu shot. For the toddlers? Well, for everyone. Now, what you've just heard is the voice of an FDA executive officer. His name is Christopher Cole. He works in the Countermeasures Initiative. This audio was leaked by the great James O'Keefe and the people at Project Veritas. And I want to cue you in to a specific line that was stated there. There's a money incentive for Pfizer and the drug companies to promote additional vaccinations. It will be a recurring fountain of revenue. It may not be much initially, but it'll be recurring. And if they can, if they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of money going into their company. Now, you're not hearing somebody from the sales arm of Pfizer on this. This isn't somebody who's getting a commission, right, off of the amount of vaccinations that they're able to, uh, that they're able to sell, right, to the government. No, 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 no. You're hearing somebody who's on the government side, who's on the FDA side, the approval agency, the regulatory approval agency, who's overseeing this process. And he's outlining how important it is. This is disturbing stuff, but what's really interesting to me is this is how everyone's always explained how the process works. That instead of having this government agency, right, so if you're someone who's, uh, you know, just this believer in, um, <laughs> you know, the, the altruism of government bureaucrats and government officials, if you believe in the system, if you're someone who's just, you know, straight up blue pill, you don't even have any clue what's going on. You just say, man, thinking is hard. Let's just trust the government. We ought to pay attention to it. But they don't say the government anymore. They say public health officials public health guidance, right? They never say government bureaucrats, people who no, no one elected, people who were chosen by some committee in some back room somewhere, have no accountability whatsoever to the people. But then you come across that as a skeptic and you say, well, hold on, you know, it seems like there's a financial incentive here. And if these companies are able to get this extended out, like for children, for example, which is what they're talking about in the clip, then that's millions and millions of more potential customers, right? And then if you can get it mandated, oh man, that's a great business. I would love, by the way, to be in the business where every single person, right? You remember when uh, Apple put, years ago, iTunes pushed that YouTube album to everyone's iTunes account. So everyone's, I think it was iPods at the time. I didn't even think it was iPhones yet. And so everybody got it downloaded automatically. Man, I would love to be in that business that if every single person that had Apple phone or you know, who had Spotify or whatever you're listening to the podcast on, all was required to download Human Events Daily. It was mandatory. Be a great business to be in. Now, how would I get there? Oh, well, I might have to go and then pay off the FCC or the tech regulators, You know, someone involved in that process. We'd find the right person. We'd find the right person. We here at Human Events Daily will always be able to find the right person. Oh, believe me, we are. And so you make them then mandate it and then you go to them and say, hey, we'll give you a kickback. What do you say? Well, you say, look, you're at the FDA now or you're at the FCC now, right? Speaking hypothetically, of course, you're at the FCC now, but you don't want to be there forever. I mean, you're just going to shine the pot a little bit. That's what they call it, shining the pot. So you come from industry, you go into government, you become the regulator for a little while, you just pass whatever the top uh, corporations in the industry want, and then, and this is key, 
then you go back into industry. That's where you get your payday. That's how this works. You go in, you do their bidding, and then you come out, and then you get paid, all right? So they can't ever say there's any corruption, they can't ever say there's any bribery, they can't even say there's anything else, right? You know, there's no oligarchs involved here, right? Totally above board. You come from it. By the way, this, this is how you know that Dr. Fauci is actually not that smart because he's still at the NIH after all these years. Had he gone back to industry, he could have been making millions and millions of dollars before all of this. But instead, like a lunkhead, he sat there at the NIH this entire time without realizing that if you want to get paid, you go back to industry. But I don't think anyone's ever accused Dr. Fauci of being all entirely that smart. He is your typical quintessential textbook classic midwit, a guy who's right in the middle of the bell curve, who does what he's told, who doesn't ask a lot of questions, and doesn't even realize that he's doing the bidding of people who are much smarter and much, much more well-paid than he is. But when it comes down to it, folks, it's simple. You got to support Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, and the great people over there. Why? Because James O'Keefe and Project Veritas do the one thing that you're not supposed to be allowed to do under this regime. Change the narrative. They change the narrative every time they drop one of these things and they force those in power to have to respond to them. And that is what we're in, ladies and gentlemen. This is narrative trench warfare. Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, has come out and said that he is gonna be sending 10,000 pillows in trucks that he is deploying from Minnesota up to Ottawa. He's putting them up supporting our boys in the North that are fighting for freedom. He's even gonna be sending the Bible pillows up for the kids that are there because he wants to make sure that they get a good night's sleep as well. How can you not like this guy? How can you not support this guy? First he stands with Kyle Rittenhouse all the way through and no other conservative leader was doing it. He put his money where his mouth is. So that's why I say go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO, MyPillow.com slash POSO. You get all the deals. Go and support him because you know your money is going to a good cause. And by the way, you get some great products while you're at it. This story, speaking of Ottawa, we've got to get into this. Police Chief Peter Stoley of Ottawa has suddenly and abruptly resigned as Prime Minister Trudeau's crackdown on the freedom protesters, the truckers, the freedom convoy has begun. You remember Peter Stoley? He's the guy who just last week was coming out and talking about the convoy. We have increased ability to identify and target protesters and supporters of protesters who are funding and enabling unlawful and harmful activity by the protesters themselves. Investigative evidence gathering teams are collecting financial, digital, vehicle registration, driver identification, insurance status, and other related evidence that will be used in prosecutions. Every unlawful act, including traffic and insurance violations, will be fully pursued, regardless of the origin, at any time in the future. The primary focus of each of these measures will be on the unlawful behavior connected to the ongoing demonstrations. This includes parallel and counter demonstrations. So why did he resign, right? He said he was roundly criticized, and this is out of CBC, which is Canada's uh, state-controlled media outlet. Stoley was roundly criticized over Ottawa's police ch services response to the protest. Peter Stoley has resigned as Ottawa's police chief and will 
<laughs> Got to do the announcer voice. Will publicly announce his resignation after the Ottawa Police Service's board meeting, sources tell CBC News. The former chief had been criticized over handling of a truck convoy protest that has caused major disruptions in Ottawa's downtown core. In his resignation letter, Stoli said that he was proud of his ability to overhaul the force's culture to better reflect the diversity of the community we serve. He also said that he was leaving the force confident that it can handle the protest. Yes, those violent, crazy protests where people are, those Canadians are drinking molten and setting up hot tubs in the middle of the street. Absolute chaos and anarchy. We can't let it happen. By the way, I keep telling people this. If there were an actual, actual incident of violence, there's cameras all over these protests. There have been people live streaming it for weeks now. If there was an incident of violence, it would have been caught on camera by now, and it would go viral around the world. If you're living on social media, if you're looking at this, if you're paying attention to this story, specifically Ottawa, they're going after the other blockades of the borders, by the way, they've already reopened the bridge. We would all know. We know this is a lie. They took this guy down. Why? Because the Trudeau crackdown is going full Fidel, full Castro Jr. And they want to get this guy out of the way because he didn't crack down on the protesters to begin with. That's why they're getting rid of him. He's sacked. He's purged. He's gone. Meanwhile, Rasmussen reports, boom, 59% of U.S. voters support Canadian truckers in Freedom Convoy protest. 59%, including 42% who strongly support the Freedom Convoy, only 33% oppose. By the way, that's probably the same 33%. That's, you notice that's roughly analogous with President Biden's job approval right now, right? So 33% oppose the, the Freedom Convoy, right? You oppose freedom. I almost said that. 33% oppose freedom, probably the same 33% that currently support President Biden and approve of his job and of his handling, which you can go and there's other polls out there this week, too, that show that President Biden only has positive support in four out of 50 states. Understand that 81 million votes. Remember, 81 million votes. Most votes of any man for president of the United States in history. And now here we are less than a, uh, you know, less than halfway through his term. And he's down to four states. Alec Baldwin killed a woman. It's going on since October, right? It's all the way back to October that this happened. But it seems like that information seems to not be front and center anymore, right? Alec Baldwin killed, a shot and killed a woman. This wasn't like uh, he was driving and they were in an accident. No, no, no. Pulled a gun from its holster, pointed at her, center mass, fired, striking her in the chest, killing her almost instantaneously, and then uh, even hitting the director who was standing behind her. Now, there's a massive lawsuit that's come out from the victim's family over this, of course, but for some reason, law enforcement hasn't arrested Baldwin. He waited months to even turn over his phone on all this. But let's go to the victim's family's lawyer to actually get some of the facts that apparently the Santa Fe DAs just uh, can't seem to uncover. Prior to filing this lawsuit, we undertook an investigation. We interviewed witnesses that were at the scene. We interviewed witnesses who the days before could set the stage of what happened. 
We went to the scene. We assessed the scene with experts. We hired top experts. And we really dug into what we could. We were able to obtain documents from other lawsuits and conducted our investigation. And now we believe, as stated in the complaint, the allegations of the numerous violations of industry standards that occurred by Mr. Baldwin and others that were charged with safety on the set. Didn't attend the training, didn't check if there were live rounds, pointed at somebody, pulled the trigger, and yes, he pulled the trigger. Guns don't magically just go off on their own. So that little crazy interview that he did on ABC with George Stephanopoulos was a lie. He was, the guy lies for a living, he's an actor. But he is protected by the Blue Cathedral. Many people call it different things, call it the Blue Cathedral, right? And he is one of their top enforcers. He's the guy who makes fun of Trump on Saturday Night Live. Of course, they're gonna protect him. That's why, that's the only reason why any, anyone else in this situation would have been arrested. Now, is it murder? Is it murder? I've told you before, and I've heard Viva Fry from Canada, I've heard Tim Pool. a lot of people have stated that we know that Alec Baldwin, what's the one thing that we know about this guy? He snaps. He snaps when he's frustrated. And so a lot of people say, it's probably just manslaughter. It's, it's an accident. They were on set. Well, hold on. Hold on. Because we know that he's attacked paparazzi before. We know that he's assaulted people before. We know that he's gone after women. You, you heard what he did to his own daughter on that voicemail once. So is it so hard to imagine that Alec Baldwin, when he's being told again and again that he's doing something wrong, uh, move, move, move the gun, move the gun, move the gun, move the gun, tilt it this way, tilt it this way, tilt it this way, draw it this way, draw it that way, after he hasn't even gone to the training. And then he says in that interview, remember, like this, like this, like this. Is it so hard to imagine that he didn't say like this and then pulls the trigger? thinking that the gun has a blank or isn't loaded, but it is loaded and it killed someone. And we're all seeing what happens when you have a two-tiered system of justice as we do under this regime. Here at Human Events Daily, our oath, our promise, our solemn vow to you is to be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework before you leave Remember, share this out with one of your normie friends. Let them know the amazing, miraculous news that Ukraine was able to survive February 16th. Somehow, possibly the Archangel Michael came down, saved Ukraine from aerial bombardment. Remember, that's what we were told by the media would happen today. Never came to pass. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. We've got a great one today. February 16th, all the way back in 1959, Fidel Castro Sr., Fidel Castro Sr., took over as the new dictator of Cuba. Since then, Cubans have lived in communism. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.